Welcome to the Vertical Jump Podcast. Here at the Vertical Jump, we interview some of the most successful people on the planet so you can find out what it takes to get to the next level. Hosted by young entrepreneur, author, and innovator, Michael Familetti. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Vertical Jump Podcast. We are coming back one of our first episodes. Today, I got here with me, Mike Smith, the CEO of Titanium Fit Co. And he's here with us today. He's going to be talking about building your brand. He's going to be talking about the power of the DM, all that stuff. Let's get right into it. Yo, Mike, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How are you? What's up, man? So, guys, you know, this is um, Mike Smith. He's the CEO of um, Titanium Fit Co. So, Mike, just uh, tell us a little more about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. First off, thanks for having me on the podcast this morning. Really appreciate it, Mike. Uh, so, my name is Michael Smith. I am uh, from Michigan, just south of Detroit. I'm a 19-year-old entrepreneur, turning 20, uh, actually this month here. Uh, I've basically been an entrepreneur ever since I've been a little kid. Uh, my dad and mom have kind of pushed me towards the right direction and the path of success. I'm very grateful for all the support that they've given me. Um, I've been an athlete my entire life. Uh, I play soccer uh, at, a, at a collegiate level currently. Um, and I started the brand Titanium Fitness when I was uh, 18 years old, so it was last year. Um, we started technically in November of 2016, didn't get the website and everything until last year, um, and, and since then we've pretty much expanded tremendously, and uh, I, I give a lot of the success to my uh, ambassador team that we've created, so I like to consider myself a leader, I like to consider myself a hard worker, I, um, I do a lot of mentorship as well on the side, and I know Mike, you and I have talked a lot on Instagram, and, yeah. and we've kind of connected and you, you can see all of the, the hard work that goes into creating a brand, and not just my brand, but anytime somebody creates a brand, there's so much work that needs to be put into it, and uh, I feel over the last couple of months, we, we've really stepped up our game. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love it, bro. It sounds great. So listen, um, just out of curiosity, one, I think one thing um, a lot of people want to know is probably what was one of your biggest struggles with starting your brand? I get, I get quite a few questions just on Instagram alone asking about the brand because it, it, it is something that's transformed into an actual business now. I mean, when we yeah. started it, it was just a small hobby, and nobody really thought we were going to make it. You know, it, it was one of those things where people told you you couldn't do it, and it's the motivation, and that's going to strive you to actually make it and <laughs> do yeah. what we've done. But I would say the number one struggle or problem that I had in the beginning was definitely finding a supplier or a manufacturer to create the clothing. Um, there's thousands and you, everyone knows it, you know, you see it all on Instagram and yeah. Twitter and whatever. There's so many apparel brands that are out there. And the question is what's going to make your brand different than the other ones. And I, I truly believe in quality. And that is a big portion of my brand is our quality on all of our clothing items are, are better than anyone else's. So finding a legit and reliable supplier was the number one problem I had. And, I mean, you can go out there and you can look on Google and whatever, all these sites, and try to find a supplier. And it's it's going to be a long process. I took about, about five or six months wow. to try to find the guy that I liked. And uh, we, we worked with, I mean, I've worked with seven to eight different suppliers. Um, I do a lot of wholesale deals right now on the side as well. So we're actually the supplier for currently about 10-plus different clothing brands. Um well, that's something that a lot of people don't really know, but I have developed a great relationship with the current supplier that I have, and we had this opportunity to help out others because, like I said, the greatest problem was trying to find the supplier, so I don't want anyone, any young entrepreneur to have to go through what I did to find this supplier 
and I basically became the supplier, and I'm helping all these other brands out. Yeah, yeah, dude, I mean, that's crazy, bro. I mean, like, how'd you, how'd you find your supplier? Like, where'd you necessarily go? Yeah, um, like, an immense amount of research. I mean, kind of like anyone at a young age, especially young entrepreneurs, you're always online, you're searching how, how to start it up, and I followed a lot of, like, the larger fitness brands, and, of course, nobody's going to give you the right answer, right, and I'm, yeah. I'm not necessarily going to say exactly where I found it, but it's pretty much just doing the research online and putting in the time. I mean, Google's a powerful tool. We all know that. Yeah. So I went on Google and searched clothing manufacturers and clothing suppliers. And, and to be honest with you, I first started, um, my buddy and I started in high school. We made a couple of T-shirts for a high school school store. And uh, we were going on a big trip, an entrepreneurship trip down to Tennessee. And we wanted to create some shirts so that way we could uh, get a little bit of revenue in to pay for the trip. So that's kind of how I first started getting into the clothing industry, except we went to a local print shop. Now, here's the issue with a local print shop. First of all, they're going to be pretty high prices because we had a low minimum order. So I think we ordered about 25, 30 shirts, which I guess was a decent size back then to us. But now we're doing hundreds and hundreds, which is like 25 is nothing, right? That's the sample size. Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, the local print shop has a few issues here. Well, first of all is, like we said, the low minimum order. Second of all, the quality is usually not as high because it's like you're wearing like a Gildan t-shirt. And I, right. if you're familiar with the Gildan t-shirt, they're pretty yeah. pretty crappy shirts, to be yeah, honest yeah. with you. And then also, uh, you don't have the uh, um, the optimization for like customizing your, your products. So you can't do the personal brand. You can't have the custom neck tags and the custom hang tags. Yeah. So basically, um, we, we started with the local print shop. And then we slowly transitioned to finding these options like, hey, we want the custom tags. And, like, that is that is a huge part in the brand. Literally set yourself apart from using just a simple T-shirt. Like, all of our fabrics are our fabrics. Nobody else has our fabrics right now. All right, I got you, I got you. So, I mean, like, you know, yeah, so, I mean, basically I want to go over, like, what's the importance of having this quality and having this, you know, brand credibility compared to just having a gilded shirt? I mean, it's obvious what it is, but, like, how does that affect your, you know, your sales, how does it affect your profit, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, there, like we said a couple of minutes ago, there's a ton of brands that are out there. And the main thing for us is we want customer loyalty. And we want customers to order and order and order again because they see our products, they feel our products, they put our products on, and they absolutely fall in love. And to be honest with you, most most stores have quite a few returns. We hardly have any returns, which is incredible to me. I mean, we might have a shirt here and there that might not fit someone, but our returns are so low and partially is because of this quality on these shirts. I mean, if, if you pick up a shirt and you feel sure you're going to, you're going to, you're going to instantly know that this is going to fit really nice. And all of our shirts are super soft. And so I think it comes back to uh, customer returning. Um, we have a lot of repeat customers on our site. And then it also comes back to our team titanium, which we can kind of get into that in a minute. It's our ambassador team. Okay. Um, but just real quick here, those are guys and girls that are completely loyal to our brand. So those are the people that want to help us out in any way that they can. And those are ultimately our returning customers every time we do a new launch. So uh -huh. having the high quality that we do is is crucial, absolutely crucial to our brand because if, if somebody orders a Gildan t-shirt or just to throw an example out there, just a, a, a t-shirt that doesn't feel soft and they don't like the way that it feels, well, they're not going to order again next time because they already have that in their mind. You know? Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, brand loyalty, all that is extremely important. Having those returning customers, that's crucial because, you know, I mean, just returning sales. 
And you also, once you build that loyalty, you build that following, all that stuff. I mean, that's just, that's extremely important. I've always wanted to start my own brand and all that. So, I mean, first of all, it's just amazing having you on this call today. But, um... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, um... Let me think. How do you go about, um... What's the word? How do you go about advertising your brand? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question, too. So... We've, we've dabbled into multiple different advertising ways, and I'm actually going to school right now at the University of Michigan studying marketing and advertising and sales, but, I mean, per, we, can, we could talk all day about college and university and stuff, but <laughs> we won't get into that right now. We'll talk more about the brand aspect of it, yeah. but for the marketing, pretty much right now, we're doing all free marketing, all organic, basically on, on, online. Oh, wow. Um, so we, we've got Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, obviously. I don't focus on Twitter too much because, personally, I think it's going downhill, and uh, a lot of people say Twitter is a site that you can use to create conversions and uh, conversations. Uh, however, I think in today's times that Instagram is definitely the most yeah, popular. I, I mean, agree, I agree. that's kind of how you and I connected was on Instagram. Yeah. So uh, we have we focused. I mean, we, we still focus all of our time on Instagram, Facebook here and there. Uh, the reason we focus on Facebook is because that's where we have our platform set up for our ambassador team. Um, so everyone talks on there. So that's another good, uh, and obviously they own Instagram, so kind of got to go on there. Um, but yeah. we've ran a few ads um, through Facebook, obviously uh, on Instagram. Um, but you know what? I Facebook ads, that's a whole other topic. We can get into that too, but I don't i don't particularly like Facebook ads. Um, you got to spend a lot of money and do a lot of testing before you can actually find real returns. Yeah. Um, so right now, what I found out best is to just keep growing that Instagram page and just networking and DMing. Uh, we, we purchased a couple of uh, social media marketing agencies um, for a couple of months to help us out. And uh, just little tips and tricks here and there. I've got a uh, business partner of mine. Um, him and I work pretty heavily. We're on the Instagram page pretty much 24-7. <laughs> We're on there all day. If I'm not on there, he's on there um, and vice versa. So Instagram is our greatest platform right now, and we're, we're continually growing that, and that's where I would say 80% of our sales come from. And this is all just free marketing? Free like, marketing, free man. I mean, social media is free still. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, that's insane. I mean, like, how, like, like roughly, like, you know, how much are you, like, putting in, like, pulling in a month? Like, roughly, you know? Um, right now, our goal is to shoot for uh, 10K a month, okay. um, so that would be... Uh, a little over six figures a year, um, so that's a goal right now. We're we're pretty close to it. Okay. Um, like I said, we've been going at this about uh, a year and a half now. So next year, our sales are projected to double. Um, so I'm very very excited about that. And uh, just real quick here, I know it's not a question, but uh, we're actually getting a warehouse this fall. Uh, oh, wow. So that should not only uh, make God, our man. sales like go insane, but it's also going to get away our brand so much more credibility. Um, knowing that we're going to have an actual space where we can have people come and uh, do business meetings. Uh, we can carry any other business events there and uh, ultimately have our warehouse and our stock there so that way it's not in my parents' ba in my parents' basement, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's a big leap for us this fall. Dude, that's fucking crazy, bro. Congratulations, man, for real. Thank that's you, thank insane. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, so um, I think one thing people want to know is that, you know, obviously there's a lot of people doing drop shipping and, you know, Shopify, e-commerce and all that. And I want to know, like, what is the pros and cons of having a business with the brand loyalty and the customer service compared to having a dropshipping store? Because realistically, you could have just opened a dropshipping store two years ago that sold fitness stuff, but instead you went ahead yeah, and built yep. a brand out of it. So what's the pros of having a brand, and also what are the cons of having a brand? Yeah, 
that's actually a funny question because uh, I mean, you, you know, I, I've dabbled into a ton of different e-commerce stuff while doing titanium. I mean, that's what entrepreneurs do, right? We're always yeah. looking for that next opportunity. Yeah. Um, but I've also done, I've done print on demand. I've done drop shipping. I've done some different business mentorship on the side and everything. And, and what, what keeps happening is I keep coming back to my personal brand here at titanium. It's just, first of all, is the time management. So when you're trying to do something like a drop shipping site or a, a print on demand or Amazon, whatever you're trying to do, there's so much time that's going to have to go into it. Right. So like I said, I've already had titanium kind of established and, it was one of those things where we were talking a minute ago how I went to that local print shop and wanted to start it and everything. It wasn't really like I was going full speed right away on titanium. I mean, I ordered 100 t-shirts, and I was just trying to sell them to make a little bit of cash on the side, right. if that makes sense. So it wasn't yeah. like I was trying to build this empire brand from the get-go. I didn't know what was going to happen, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of transformed into what it has today. But back to like the dropshipping, I've done dropshipping, and I personally don't like it. Um, the profit margins are super slim, so that's one con to it. Um, I think it's kind of a dirty game. Um, so dropshipping, obviously, is when you get products from overseas and then you sell them and they directly ship it right to the customer. Yeah. Well, there's a huge problem with this is the shipping times are normally so long. And not always. I mean, you can find manufacturers and suppliers that are in the U.S., but most of them, I would say, uh, 50% or more at least, is uh, overseas in either China or India or somewhere else overseas. And the problem is their shipping times are you're going to be waiting 15 to 30 days to get a product in your hands. Whereas if you have a personal brand where I do all the shipping and fulfillment on a daily basis, you're getting your product within like one to three days max, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I would say having a personal brand and having the inventory at my house is probably the best route to go for actually building a long-term brand. If you're trying to make some quick cash and you're trying to just build a brand that might work and you're not really fully into it, well, people choose dropshipping because of what? It's low-cost investment up front. Right, right. However, if you, if, I mean, if you're doing what I'm doing right now, I mean, I've got eight to $10,000 in inventory sitting at my house right now. And, I mean, this is, this is turning over every single day, every single week, every single month. We're always needing new products. We're needing new hats and hoodies and T-shirts and tank tops, and we've got to do restocks on these. And So it's definitely it's, – it's a gamble. I mean – We've got a lot of money that's wrapped up, but we've also made a lot of money on it. So it's one of those things where if you're going into this long term, I would definitely do a personal brand like what I'm doing. Right. Um, right. It, I think it's just I think it's the best option. Yeah. I mean, like right now, what I'm doing is I'm doing drop shipping myself. And, you know, I do try to find the U.S. suppliers and all that. But what I want to do is, you know, make a lot of money off drop shipping and then move over and start a brand so I have those funds. That was usually my plan of action I really, I really wasn't considering doing drop shipping like the rest of my life i always wanted to open a brand uh-huh. right so um, i mean one thing i want to know is um let's say somebody just started their own brand right they got everything you know they got the instagram with the zero followers and all that shit this is like literally brand new what is, should be their first action what should be the first thing they do first action i would definitely say well you want to write down your goals obviously anything you do write down your goals and write down what you're looking to get out of your brand Right. So if you're starting up a fitness brand, what are you exactly looking to do? Are you looking to build a uh, team of athletes? Are you looking to simply sell 10 t-shirts a month? Or, or what exactly, what's your end goal? Um, and for me, I mean, it, that's a hard question to answer because what is your end goal? I don't even, what is my end goal? I'm not sure. I want to build one of the biggest, largest empire fitness apparel in, in the industry, you know? Yeah. Um, but I would say the first thing is to definitely work on that Instagram page. I mean, social media right now and Instagram in particular is so powerful. Um, I would start getting that follower count up. I would try to find a marketing company to work with. 
I would uh, just do a ton of research on your niche and try to find out what works for these other brands, replicate it, and make it better. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge believer in finding a problem and creating a solution. So that's kind of what I did. The problem was is a lot of fitness apparel brands were out there, and they simply wanted to sell T-shirts, and they didn't really give a crap about any of their customers or any of their ambassador teams. So what we did is we created this ambassador team where it's so connected, we talk on a daily basis on our Facebook platform. So the problem was is nobody, nobody out there had a program like we have. The solution was we created it. Gotcha. Gotcha, man. I mean, yeah, like, like we said before, this whole idea of having... You know, not just selling the shirt. You know, let's say it's just not not just opening a dropshipping business and selling fitness stuff. Like you're going out of your way to create a like a respected and you know firm brand that people are gonna yeah. know. Like you know, when when people see that F, you know, the logo, they know that's Titanium Fit. You know what I'm saying? Yep, it's starting to get like that, man. And, yeah. and to be honest with you, like exactly what you just said there, it wasn't like that in the beginning. Right. Like, what's the TF? Right. Nobody knows what that looks like, but now it's like. I'm either walking at school or I'm walking downtown or wherever I'm at and somebody stops me and say, hey, I know that logo. And it's like, wow, it's an eye opener because it's yeah. the name is starting to get out there. And that's what a lot of people and even young entrepreneurs don't realize is, I mean, what am I at this now? A year and a half building a brand, 24-7, every single day working on the brand. You know, so it's, these people think that it's going to just, it's going to happen overnight. And I, I, can, <laughs> I can guarantee you, nothing you do will happen overnight. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it's the same thing for me. You know, it's just shit like you learn over time. Like, yeah, this shit's not gonna happen overnight. This something's gonna take a lot of work and it's gonna take a lot of time. So yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. So I mean, um, hold on. But yeah. So um, like when it comes to like you know, do you, do you advertise with influencers at all? Or like um, you know, models or anything? Things like that. You know that I've I've been trying to get into doing a little bit of influencer ads. Um, the only thing is I haven't had too much luck with it. I think a lot of influencers, it's hard to even tell which ones are real and which ones are fake oh, yeah. anymore and which 100%. ones are actually going to help you out on your brand. Right. Um, so to be honest with you, no, I haven't done too much influencer and models because our ambassadors are the ones that I care about right now because yeah. those are the ones that care about me. I got you, I got you. Yeah, and yep. um, I mean, the thing with ambassadors, I know that there's a way to like you know find ambassadors. Like I, I've seen like a f couple weeks ago, like everyone was put putting on their story like, Oh, Nike's looking for new ambassadors. It was like this fake shit. Yeah. I don't know what it was. And like, so, I mean, how would you go about finding your ambassadors? Did you contact these people or did you put like an ad out or something? No, well, so in the beginning, it was pretty much me working alone, yeah. trying to, uh, I, I would just DM so many people. And, and I know you and I talked about that before we got on the phone call on how powerful a DM is and the connections and the opportunities that can come about it. But I would simply DM people. I'd write up a script. Um, I probably have a few different scripts, whether I'm targeting a male or a female or someone that's in their teens or someone that's in their 30. You know, there's definitely a lot of a lot of different ways to talk to different people. Um, but simply send them a DM, say, hey, we love your page. We'd love to connect. Uh, check out our ambassador team. And then you, you kind of build a relationship and go on from there. And that's what a lot of people, that's why we've had so much success. I mean, we have over 260 athletes now. And that's, wow. that's pretty damn good for, uh, damn, yeah. for a brand that started a year and a half ago to get 260 people that are actually loyal to your brand and are active. You know, I mean, you look at a ton of people on Instagram, they might have 15, 20,000 followers and they might have, what, a thousand active? Like, that's not good. Yeah, right, right. So, exactly. So, um, right now, I mean, we're at the point where, like we said a couple of minutes ago, the brand is starting to get recognized now. 
we've got people that are DMing us on a daily basis, hourly basis. I mean, we get so many DMs a day, just people asking us about the brand, asking us about the products, and mm-hmm. most importantly, asking us to join our team and how they can get involved. So that goes along with starting a brand, creating this influence, creating this community of people, and that's how it's going to get exactly to where we are now. I mean, people are noticing it, so people are reaching out to us, rather us reaching out to them. And don't, don't get me wrong, we still do reach out to a lot of people, but it's it's the tables are sort of turning now. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't get to that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um... Yep. Hold on, I just, I just had a question in my head. Hold on. Um, what was it? You're good. My bad. Oh, oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, a lot of people, they have, like, these auto messages that they DM you where it's like, oh, hey, I like your page, check out my page, like, all that shit. And, like, you know, most people, they see it and they're like, ah, fuck, like, same shit again. How yeah. do you, how does your brand avoid sounding like those people? Um, I would say, basically, you have to build that relationship before you hit them with that question, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not, hey, we'd love to have you on our team. I mean, sometimes we'll say, hey, we'd love to have you on our team, but I would say the majority of the time, it's, we'd message them and say, hey, we love your page. And then it's showing, like, hey, we actually care about you. We care about what you're doing. Like, we want to get to know you before we offer you a position on our team. Right. So building a relationship is the main thing. Uh, Don't sound like a salesman. Uh, Do everything you can to not sound like a salesman. And uh, really connect with these people online. Gotcha. Yeah, of course, it's very, very, like, um crucial to not sound like a salesman. Like, you know, once you, once the second you sound like a salesman, nowadays people can read that shit right away. I think that's the oh, biggest yeah, problem. Yeah. yeah. Like, they'll stop caring at that exact moment. And especially on Instagram because you've got so many different bots. You've got so many different fake people on there right, now. Right. I mean, it's, it's growing to one of the largest platforms in the world, so you can only expect there to be that many people on there like that, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. So, um, has, uh, has Titanium Fit hit any stores yet? No, and, um... Partially, that that's me. Um, I, I I mean, everyone knows this, but I mean, the big box stores are kind of going downhill, right? And right, uh, right. online e-commerce retail is going uphill. So I've kind of thought about that a lot of times, and I, I've been contacted by a couple of local local stores, um, a couple of online stores, if we wanted to put some shirts in there. But personally, like I like having a lot of the inventory at my house here, and I like having control of what we have and what we don't have. Right. Um, so, and we're still growing. Yeah. So I'm, I haven't been at that point where I'm like, yo, we need to get into stores. I'd rather just drive all the traffic to our site rather than yeah, go to other sites. Yeah, I think that's more important for building that, you know, brand credibility because, you know, like, yeah. like let's say you're at, a, I don't know, Macy's and you see something from old, like, like I don't know, name a brand, like Nike. Yeah, we're like, yeah, Adidas or something, yeah. Yeah, like, you're, you're, you're still in Macy's, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's all about Nike, because then right next to it's going to be Adidas shirt, you know what I mean? So, it's a lot more important yeah. to have all of your stuff in your store. I think that's just better for building brand credibility. Yeah, so right now we're just sticking to our online site, and like I said, we're getting that warehouse down in the uh, fall, so we're going to have a small little retail space in there, yeah. which is actually going to be connected to another sports arena place, so we're going to have a lot of foot traffic in there. I'm going to be there, obviously, every day doing the orders, and doing all the business side of things, but right now it's it's strictly just on, on our online website. Yeah, I mean, it's bringing those revenue, yeah, I get it. Yeah, so, um, I mean, yeah. before you were talking about how you're in college doing marketing and advertising, and, you know, we're not going to go crazy into it, but I just had a little side question. I was curious, like, is it worth it to go and learn marketing and advertising in college? <laughs> like, are you, are, you actually yeah, using, kinda... are you actually using what can... you're learning? 
Yeah, I can only kind of chuckle right here because, I mean, everyone knows how college is, right? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where all my buddies are like, dude, why don't you drop out? Why don't you do this and that? And it's, I'm not that type of person to just drop out of something that I've been, that I've already started. I mean, I got a year and a half left. Okay. Um, when I first started college, it wasn't like titanium is at where the point it is now. Um, do I think that I could drop out and do fine? Personally, yes. Um, but again, I want to have that backup. So that way, if something down the road comes about, and, and I mean, I have met so many connections at the University of Michigan as well, and it's, it's one of those things where you get that Michigan degree, and you're pretty much set. Like, anyone who sees that Block M degree, yeah. you're, you're doing well for yourself. And then that's, that's not only going to be another addition to me owning Titanium, to me playing college soccer, to me doing this, to me working part-time. To, there's so many different things that I'm going to be able to have on my resume. That's just another pretty large bonus to add on there. So... I would say, and it transforms you into the person that you are today, you know? Like, have yeah. I necessarily used everything? No, but I have I learned time management, and have I learned that I've got to go to school from, I, mean, I was going like two to nine, and then I come home from, and I'd always allocate like two hours to work on the Titanium Instagram page from like 10 to 12, and then I'd wake up the next day, and then I'd have practice, and then I'd go to school for two hours, and then I'd have all of that night to work on Titanium. So it's, it's more or less like, it's life, man, you know? Yeah. So a lot of people say that you don't need the college and you don't need the education these days because you can do it all on your own. However, like, where's your backup? Like, what if it doesn't work? You know, and then, yeah. and I don't want to sound like a negative because I'm, I'm, I think I'm one of the most positive people that I know. But I would say it's good to have a backup and it's good to have an action plan like you were talking about a couple of minutes ago. So I've got a year and a half left. I'm going to finish that off and then we'll see where life takes me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there there is definitely an importance in college, you know, like, I mean, there is, college is good for the networking, but also, one thing I really always agreed with was that, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to be, you know, something that requires schooling, I can totally understand why you're going to drop hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to college, you know? Yep. Like, my plan of action was to uh, get out of high school and go to community college, just spend a lot less money and learn what I, what I want to learn, pretty much. I think that's kind of yep. what I want to go for, because... Honestly, for me, I've never, like, I'm, I've always been school smart. Like, I'm very good in school. I thank God I've been that way. But um, I've never liked school. You know, it's like, yep. I don't, I don't want to be in a classroom all, every day, all day. Like, it's like, shit, I don't want to do that. So, I mean, it's just, I think it all depends on what you want to do. And also, and again, it is good for the networking. Though. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you anymore. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, I think we're like 30 minutes in. 27? Yeah, yeah. Shit, man, we got a lot of knowledge out. I'm sure these guys are enjoying it right now <laughs> as they listen to this. Yeah, man, I mean, anything else um, Anything else you want to say, man? Any, any tips for, you know, the listeners? Um, I would just say a tip, if there's any young entrepreneurs that are listening to this, is just do it. Literally start something. It doesn't even matter what you do. You're going to fail. I've failed. You know how many times? I, and here's the thing. A lot of people think that everything just goes super smooth with titanium, that it's been great. It's been a great route these last couple of years or whatever. I'll tell you what it hasn't been, okay? There's going to be so many times where you're going to be down on yourself because this didn't happen or this didn't go through or it didn't go super perfect. You know, the amount of times that I thought about quitting Titanium right when I started is more than I can even count on my fingers. So it's one of those things where if you stay persistent with something, it will pay off. You know, I mean, even when we first started, I mean, you got to put out a decent amount of money. And, like, as a 17, 18-year-old kid trying to put out a couple thousand dollars because you want to start this brand and – your parents looking at you like, what are you doing right now? Um, it's it's a little nerve-wracking, man. So yeah. I would definitely say any young entrepreneur listening to this, if you truly believe in yourself and believe that you can create something, then do it. And it, 
doesn't matter if you fail a couple of times. It doesn't matter if you even succeed a couple of times. That doesn't matter. Success does not matter right now. Yeah. You need to start something so that way that can transition you into something else. You know, you need to have starters, and there's ultimately no finishers, in my opinion, because you can be an entrepreneur until you're 90, 100 years old, you know? Just keep creating. Never stop creating. Never stop thinking, and just literally work ethic is the main thing. Like, you shouldn't have a downtime. Like, even my friends, like, they'll all be playing, like, different games online and doing this and that. And I, I don't have time for that because I'm always working on how I can better myself, how I can better my personal ber- power, how I can better my clothing brand. Right. Right, so yeah. those are just a couple tips. <laughs> yeah, I think people are very focused on instant gratification. You know, they just they they think that, oh, I'm going to start a brand, and next week I'm going to be a six-figure earner, you know, like this shit like that. And they go into that mindset. Yeah, exactly. They go into that mindset, and it's like, yeah, it's gonna everything's going to go great. And then literally the next week, they fuck it up, and they fail, and it's like, oh, yeah, now i got to switch over, which I think is kind of stupid. Dude. I used to be like that. I'm not going to lie. I'll be completely honest. I used to be like that. But then you realize that. Yeah, we that, all were, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. you realize yeah, then, then you get like that hit and it's like, yo, if I want to ha- be a six-figure earner, I need to stay with this shit for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's like, we didn't we didn't start making money on the brand for myself until probably like eight or nine months in, you know? Wow, so, it's, yeah. it's like, it, it's crazy. And I mean, to think that I was able to stay with it for that long until you can, I guess, reap the benefits later. And we're still, we're still going strong at it, you know? So, it's, it's not... And, like, you, you kind of hit it on the head there. It's these, these, these young entrepreneurs are going to go out. And, I mean, I get tons of questions on people. Hey, how do I start a clothing brand? How do I do this and that? That's kind of why I've opened up this mentorship program. But at the same time, I've had a couple of clients who have completely just dipped because, first of all, if they can't figure it out within the first, like you said, within the first month, it just seems like they're done. And, you know, if they, if they don't make their first couple of $100 on their clothing brand this month, it's you're done. Well, they don't realize, like, when you're starting a brand, there's so much that goes into it, yeah. and there's so much time that's needed. It's, it's not going to happen overnight, so. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we just hit, like, the 30-minute mark. Um, yeah, anything else, Mike, that you want to say? No, that's it, man. That's awesome. All right, man. Yo, Mike, listen, it was amazing to have you on this call. Um, I'm sure everyone listening has just loved all the gold you just dropped, bro, for real. For real, man. Uh, thank you so, so much. I'll stay in contact with you. Awesome, buddy. Yeah, appreciate you having me on here. Hopefully, I was give, able to give a little bit of information to you guys and uh, and just kill it, man. Literally kill it. You're killing it. I know you wrote a couple of books, and you're, you're doing this, and you got me on the podcast. So keep doing what you're doing, man. And yeah, thank definitely, you, we'll be connecting a lot pretty soon here. All right. Thank you so much, man. See you later. All right. Talk to you later, brother. Okay. See ya. All right, guys. So that was Mike Smith, CEO of Titanium Fit. He dropped some serious fucking knowledge. I'm completely honest. If you guys liked what he said you guys can follow him on instagram and you can also follow his brand on instagram those are both in the description of this episode and um yeah that's pretty much it guys i will see you guys in the next episode i got something crazy planned out for you guys let's get it guys did you like what you heard be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review so you can find out when we put up our next episode if you really learned a lot share this podcast with a friend see you next time keep winning